Wow, the Beeline bus stop, well, bus, three years later, how it's impacted DY and all the other Northern Beaches suburbs. We're talking about it on set today. Today, today the Beeline. Beeline, let's go. Well, good morning, everyone, good and morning. good morning, Mark. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is actually Mark and I's first time actually being in the same room while doing the morning minutes. Normally, we've got the jewels. I know, so happening. it's really weird because I'm very inclined to like turn around and talk have to you chat. this way, but I have to look at the screen. I think you can though. You know, when yeah. You, when, yeah. It's. It's. Yeah, I feel like we're um like news hosts. Like it's like sunrise or something. Anchors, I know. We need a mic. Oh, yeah. I've got my water bottle. Um, but yeah, today we're talking about the Beeline. The Beeline bus is a. Uh, it's this thing behind us. Yeah, great name, great name, and the massive change that that made to our community. Um, and it was a result. It was an infrastructure upgrade, and it was a pain in the ass. <laughs> Anyone who wanted it, there was oh. people in communities of the northern beaches that didn't want it. No. That bitched and moaned and complained, uh, re- outright refused it and didn't get it. Yeah, well, we even saw that. So for anyone who doesn't know what the Beeline is, I'm sure you've seen these big yellow buses around the city, but they're buses that go straight from Wynyard to Mona Vale, stopping at major stops, so Mossman, Neutral Bay, uh, Ringer Mall, Manly Vale, DY, etc., all the way to uh, Mona Vale. But when they first rolled out, they were meant to go all the way to Newport. And it was really upsetting because there was lots of community complaint and it actually ended up being stopped at Mona Vale instead of going all the way to Newport, which now, my personal opinion, I think was a big mistake because the Beeline has made such a huge impact, even in DY alone, as we were sort of talking about before, like, in terms of bringing people in from the city. Like in the mornings, I'm sure you see everyone lined up at the Beeline bus stops waiting to go into the city. And they're double-deckers. Yeah, they're double-deck, which, which is, is it's, yeah. I remember the first time I caught it, I sat right at the front at the top here. And it was so exciting because it's like, I, I don't think I'd ever been on a double-decker bus before. Yeah, and everyone and loves a double-decker bus. Yeah. Like, you know, this, maybe it's a London thing or you've seen that you've seen in movies or whatever, but it's, it's pretty cool. Now, Pat, what's, what's the difference, the fundamental differences? Like, isn't a bus a bus a bus a bus? Well, well what happened here? Why is this different to our, our conventional bus transport system that we already had installed? Well, because I think a big thing about it was just it was express, so you're not – one, I used to live in Beacon Hill, and anyone who knows the 136, it's the bus that goes from Beacon Hill to Manly. It stops at every single stop from Beacon Hill to DY, through Narrowena, Kel Freshwater. It takes like an hour just to get to, to Manly. To get so a bus like this coming every, I think, 10 minutes yep. during peak, it just made such a huge impact. But I caught this every day to uni, and it was quicker than any other thing like the ferry or and I think just having that option there and just because it's it's this is my marketing side coming out, but yeah. the fact it's bright yellow, you know what it is. It's a and bit of marketing there. Yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah, it's top of mind. Yeah. Well yeah. even I'll get the bus. Yeah. And even on the bus, there's a little map that shows you like 
where what stop you're at, where it stops. And it tells you like, I'm sure you've heard the annoying like Siri voice on the bus, but it says, oh, get off at this stop for buses to like the Northern Beaches Hospital. Yep. Or um, like, so to help you get further buses with yeah. information. Or like DY Beach. It even tells you like what's at DY. And, but I think when we're coming back to DY, which I think we're sort of focusing on today with the B-Line and the yep. impact that that's had, I think the B-Line is one of many factors that's improved DY over the that years. But that actually interesting. We, this probably may sound a bit nerdy, but I actually went to a lot of the workshops when they were workshopping the B-Line bus, where to stop, how to stop. Um, now, they did have an excellent bus system which ran pretty much from Palm Beach into the city. Mm. Um, they were blue buses. They were Some of them were bendy buses, the long ones. Some of them were express. Um, the L90. <laughs> the L90. The L90. The, the big thing with V-Line bus, and it was a $300 million upgrade for our infrastructure. Um, I think a bit short of that was about half of that was to buy the actual buses. Mm. But what they actually had to do, which is really interesting, and how in-depth this study was, because we used to go to the, the, um, you know, the public consultation workshops with the, uh, with the guys from um, all the transport, different different transport areas. Mm. They actually... Um, they timed what people didn't realise was a. We have a three-lane highway which goes into the city, and the three-line three-lane highway was reduced to one lane oh, for at in peak periods, sometimes thirty percent of the time. And it's like, what do you mean? Like it's it's actually a clear way. How can you it be reduced or? So what, what was all, you know, we couldn't really work it out, but they got this timing so down pat on this B-line bus, it was bloody incredible. They'd worked out that if they allowed, obviously, a clear way in some areas, because it wasn't clear way all the way through. Yeah. Um, they were saying if, if they allowed clear way there, if they didn't allow clear way and they allowed parking, what happens is every time someone pulls into the second lane to park into the first lane, they then choke up. Lane one's choked, oh. lane two's choked, and then it leaves it to lane three only to, to work during peak hour traffic. So they really looked at stimulating, and then they looked at these bypass lanes and to actually to create a fourth or fifth lane off a highway to pull buses off because what would happen was buses would start to queue behind each other and sometimes they were queuing behind each other into the second lane, mm. again reduced to one lane. So they looked at that and they said, you know, the amount of time we can save, and it was coming down to everything they were doing was micro milliseconds, was seconds, and they had to buy in some circumstances. You know, when Merit and DY was, yeah, they they did um, acquisition of land, so if, oh, if, to see if they needed yeah, to add another lane, and they did more than they need. So if you look at like Meriton, that actually widens out where it was six lanes. It almost widens out to eight or nine lanes now. Yeah. Um, well, there's the double bus lane in DY, like at yeah. the B-line bus stop. But I think that's a really good point. Like even if we're looking at the environmental impact of the B-line, like yep. the, so many people switch from getting this bus than driving into the city. And I think it's... After COVID, especially, I think the impact of the B line has really been evident because a lot of people now are working from home. They don't want to drive into work every day. Yeah. I think just having that option, oh, I'll just get the bus in today. I'll come back and do the rest from home. I think it's, it's just, I, I, it's just been a big part of what I've like. I, I've, yeah, it I've came put, out of nowhere. Yeah, it came out of nowhere, and I think it's just 
it's really made an impact on the beaches, which you got to remember does not have any train lines. So if we're talking about the city and the inner west and any anywhere in the city, Northern Beaches has been known for just having pretty terrible public transport, I think, in the past. Yeah. Like buses are really our only big form. There's ferries from Manly, but besides that, we're really dependent on buses. And just even having this one bus that you know, like, the, oh, the yellow one will get me into the city instead of being like, oh, no, so you get the L90, but if you get the 136, you can get off at DY and then get the 199, which will take you just into... Just make it simple. Yeah, it's just um, the one. With that, with that 300 million that they spent, this gives you an idea of what's happening behind the scenes. Um, there were people that lost their houses, not really, stroke, um, commercial buildings, mm. Um, in the area, so what they actually did was when they were when they were doing the compulsory acquisition, which is when the government turns around and knocks on your door and says, "Sorry, but we need your property because um, there was unit blocks in neutral in neutral bay Mossman mm. that they they purchased, um, and then they chopped they chopped they knocked them down the buildings or they chopped the land off so they could get those lanes in Manly Vale. Um, the big thing was park and ride. So, yes. yeah, so trying to get people, um, do you want to explain that? Yeah, so park and ride. I'm actually using this next week because I have to go into the city and I was trying to plan it out. I'm like, oh, just park in Manly Vale. But it's a parking lot that pretty much you can get in it by tapping your Opal card. And once you're in there, the Opal card registers, like it reads when you're on the B-line and pretty much it's free if you tap on a B-line using your Opal card. So when you go to leave the parking lot, let's say you have a big night out, and the next day you're like, oh, I have to pick up my car. It's at the B-Line bus stop. It's free parking because they know that you've used the B-Line. But it's still, you can still use the car park if you don't catch the B-Line, but you do have to pay for it. So it's a really smart option to encourage people to get the bus. It's incredible. It's it's awesome. and But they do go really quick. And, and then tying this back to real estate um, and what that infrastructure is meant. So it was a sort of, it was a moment where all of us were like, oh, okay, yeah, this will be good. Yeah, this will be great. Who cares? Don't really use the bus anyway to it actually improved the suburb. It improved livability. It improved rental rates for landlords. It made suburbs more sought after because it sort of killed off some suburbs that didn't get it. It did. Well, we were sort of talking about Newport and even... Freshwater. Freshwater, yeah. yeah, that's really hard to get to by public transport. But DY, I think, has been the one that's really, like, I think of it as the main B-line bus stop because you get off the Meriton shopping, like the retail precinct is right there when you get off. Yeah. So I think, oh, and look, we've got some comments coming in. And they brought it, and they brought off oh, from Jess. <laughs> so for people who don't know, this is my sister. Also. Inner West is the best. Come on. And then what's this one? Oh yes, so this is um I forgot the name of Hoppin Hoppin. So it's more in I think Monavale. They have this bus. It's like an Uber app that no. it's like a big van and it drops you off to the B line bus stop. Government stops. van or private? Government. I'm no. pretty sure. So that's pretty clever because they're trying to promote. They're just trying to make it easier to get onto the bus and they're mm. providing. Because I think the big thing with the B line bus on the northern beaches is. Um, it's great once you're on it, but actually, if you're in parts of of like, if you're not on that main line, yeah, and you don't want to park or you can't park or it costs to park, how do you get to that bus? And that's a facility that does that that the government's doing. Yeah, so that one was particularly good in like 
Mona Vale where it's a bit trickier to get to the bus stop. There's lots of like big houses on tops of hills and stuff. Yeah, so you can jump on there. Now, the um, the rental rates have changed. Uh, we have noticed that there's been an upward pressure on rents even before the, the market cycles of what's been happening with interest rates. Yeah. Um, and we've noticed that, and we now in a, now with the V-Line, a property in DUI rents for more than a property in Freshwater, a property in DUI rents for more than a property in Collaroy, mm. a property in DUI, purely um, off that off that V-Line bus, I think it, it's just given that whole infrastructure, Meriton, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. What else? what else we got to talk I think about? that's pretty much it. Pushed up the value. Um, you're right. Yeah, I'm good. You're good. Um, so that's the that's the infrastructure upgrade for uh, the B line bus. Huge thing. Well done to the New South Wales government for doing that. Massive, massive, massive. Um, and that's just been just uh, you know it's yes it's three hundred million dollars, but I think to the bottom line of the community, um, it, it's it's taken a one hour trip from the in a bus down to 37 minutes, which is a whopper. So um, guys, if Lisa's here as well, um, all right, she said Freshie has a direct bus to the CBD, absolutely. Um, and uh, ferry services are insane too. So the great thing here is um, in Northern Beaches, you can also get a ferry into the city. So you can, yes, go from DY, yes, going to Manly, and yes, get a ferry as well. So. Guys, when you're considering buying a suburb, consider getting into the, um, where'd you go? Oh, I just went to go catch the beeline. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, when, when you're considering buying into a suburb anywhere in Sydney or even Australia, um, the infrastructure that you're getting with that is you, you don't, you probably don't value it as much because it's sort of more for the masses. I'm not going to use it, but it really does sort of, prop up all your pricing and um and handiness convenience yeah. walk score yeah walkability walk score. scores that's a big thing so if you go on walkscore.com i think it is you can look up the walkability score of your suburb which actually improves the like how much profit you can make on your property so it's about access to public transport how like shops uh proximity to i think like hospitals and schools things like that I think Haymarket is actually the number one for Australia. I think Ooh. Manly is around 14. Oh, not Australia, um, New South yeah. Wales, sorry. Yeah. That's but, awesome. Um, yeah. But look up your walk score for your suburb. And I'm sure next time you look on realestate.com for properties in the northern beaches, I'm sure you'll find a thing saying next to a Beeline bus stop or five minutes from a Beeline bus stop specifically because it's a thing that people are putting on their real estate listings now, that how close it is to a beeline. So uh, you Google walk score? Yeah, walk score. And then in there you can type your address and it gives you all the boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Sick. All right, thank you, Legend. Cheers. Thanks, See guys. Ya. See bye, ya. Bye, bye, bye.